All right. So excited to be back um, doing our podcast, Coach. I think we got a really cool topic, but go ahead and introduce yourself. I'll introduce myself. We'll dive in. Hey, this is Greg McNeil, Coach. Um, and let's see, doctoral student, visionary, leader, and uh, still a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be back and just looking forward to uh, continuing our support of um, the communities that we serve, Clovis and everywhere else you may be in the world listening. And good morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, my name is uh, Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company. My main goal is to make people lots of money in businesses and um, hopefully their lives better. Um, and coach, I do have to say that I am now officially a motorized scooter person. I whipped around D.C., downtown D.C. on a scooter, only crashed twice. But I survived. The people around me survived. And uh, that was a new feat, Coach, a new adventure I had never done. See, here's the deal, Coach. See, this is – people need to understand this. So I just want all my listeners out there out there to understand what was at stake. Anytime, Coach, I get on any motorized contraption that is not a car, I go for the nearest immovable object. So when I was 11 – I was on a four-wheeler, went straight for a house, okay? When, <laughs> when I um, was in my 20s, Mike's like, hey, you want to ride this mini bike? I got kit, and I headed straight for the gate. Ripped off a nail, got a big old knot on my shin. And then here we are, D.C., Georgetown, graduation, all these people there for that, all these people for these school tours of everything, Super busy, worse than New York City. I was there twice. Um, and I was like, no, this is worse than New York City. And, <laughs> um, yep, I went straight for the little cone and the curb stop coach. And then I almost went into uh, a wall. The thing is, is when I get frazzled, I hit the gas, not the brakes. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> Watch out. Yep, but survived. Um, but uh, this podcast might be a part one and part two uh, for next week, guys, uh, or it'll just be a part one uh, and we won't have one for next week because coaches' uh, school schedule will prevent us from recording next week. So just want to give everybody a heads up. And we are going to do a topic of BTS, coach. That's behind the scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, um, and you know, this topic I really like, uh, I don't know if we've ever dove into something like this in depth, but in our pre-show convo, we were talking about, you know, the greats like, um, Tina Turner, uh, Billy Joel and the, the price that was paid for them to have the fame that they had, which quite frankly, I would not want that level of fame that drive me nuts. Um, but the idea of kind of going behind the scenes on what it takes and what it took for those individuals to achieve their definite chief aim. Great kitty. She keeps opening the door. And I was telling you about, um, uh, you know, Tina Turner just passed away and I read, uh, a, little small blog post on her beginning years and how she was with Ike Turner. And it sounds like actually she started in choir. 
she got with him and then you know they started getting famous but he would beat her so bad um for 16 years that she couldn't even put on a wig like her head would swell up and you know her eyes would be black and blue and her lip busted and stuff and you know she'd just be a, a pulp and um and so they got this level of fame and then after that last beating she just decided it was enough and so she wrapped well she washed her face and she wrapped her head with a turban and put on sunglasses and her coat and she just walked out and she had like 36 cents to her name and she begged for a, a hotel room at the local uh is it Ramadan? Ramadan? Ramada. Ramada. That's it. Yeah, Ramada Inn. Yeah. And what I admired about her was the fact that she had a lot to lose. So she was she was probably in a life or death situation because eventually women that are beat like that, they end up dead. But she had to overcome tremendous fear of whether he would come after her and, and, and kill her. But the other thing too was she has a successful career of music that is tied to him. So she not only left with a fear of possibly not making it, but she also left with the fear of losing everything that she loved, which was music. And so I really admired that about her and that, you know, with 36 cents to her name, she was able to overcome and become the icon that she is. And it's the same thing with Billy Joel. You know, a lot of people don't realize it took him 20 years of fighting for his music, at least one song to be played on the radio. And he knew if one song got played, that was it, that people would like Mm -hmm. it. And he would have his dream. And that's exactly what happened. And then another uh, example before we dive into, you know, what is needed to achieve your goals, like you said, not knowing what your journey is going to look like and what things that you will encounter and obstacles. Um, We went to Mount Vernon um, when we were in D.C. And it was really sad, Coach, because... You know, he fought, uh, George Washington fought in the Indi- the French-Indian um, War. Then he was selected to command the Continental Army, so he was in that war. And all he wanted to do was go home. Like, he wanted to go to Mount Vernon and farm, and, you know, he loved that. And he loved new seed and variety and all that. Plus, he had a, a very successful fishing business. But then they're like, hey, we want you to be president. And he didn't want to be president. He wanted to go home. And he was unanimously elected. And so he's super excited to finally go home after the first term. And they're like, no, 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 we want you for another four. Then they wanted him another three. He's like, no, they wanted to make him king, which greatly grieved him because that's, you know, we kind of fought a a battle to get away from kings. Well, Mm -hmm. he finally goes home and coach, he died two years later. Two years, that was all he had, and he only got to eat a meal with his wife alone once in 20 years. They had 600-something guests at their house from the point that he went home until he died. And so I think about these people that, you know, whether they're, uh, you know, an iconic musician or, you know, George Washington or anybody else, you know, um, Colonel Sanders, his dream didn't happen until he was 65, 
they didn't quit and they were willing to put in the price. So people need to know there's always a cost. Well, you said something in the pre-show combo. You said, one of the things that we do is we give you tools because the tools are what will help you get through the cost, I guess. So maybe kind of, you know, share your thoughts, coach. And if you want to expand on that idea of the tools. Yeah. So the first thing, um, when we talk about this, what we call like now generation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so what's important is to find a way to pull the commons, the people back from, um, from, a from a form of propaganda, right? It's like, hey, you can have things now. There's nothing ever in life that is that way. Yeah. Certainly not anything that's worth keeping. So, but when you become conditioned to think that you can expect to have your dream occur in front of you, you become disillusioned, mm. um, you know, depressive, and a number of other things, including suicide, right? Because yeah. now there is this sense of failure, um, which really doesn't exist. It's just a process that occurs. But if you're not conditioned to the process, you don't appreciate what's happening in your life that's taking you wherever you need to go. I want people to make sure they heard that. So what you're saying is that there's a conditioning that's occurred in culture. Because I was telling you about how a French philosopher created this idea that there's only now um, and because of that, the unintended consequence is that it created the now generation where everything should be right now. And what you're saying is that that's never the case. And so people will equate the process as failure and, and, and can experience depression, disillusion, and even suicidal thoughts or attempts. Absolutely. Mm. And that is because your mind is not prepared for what may be required of you in life. Yeah. Right. And, um, and so when we talk about behind the scenes, one of the things that marketing does is it gives you this image of the made person. You see, when, when your computer turns on, you're looking at a made person. This person has got this, this person that has these things going on. But none of the journey, none of the process is present, mm, right? Yeah. And so even when we read about they they might have medical conditions or like somebody like uh, Jamie Foxx right now who's been in a hospital and is starting to leak that he potentially has had a stroke, right? Yeah. Um, did he? Who knows? But nobody knows what this person's journey is. And let's just say in this example, it's true. Now, what else goes along with that journey? So- what we're saying is, no matter what you want to do in life, there's always a process for fulfilling whatever that journey is. And if it is linked to other people, which m most of what we're talking about is, then there is even more um, required of you in that journey. If you are going to be someone who, uh, whose service involves millions of people, there is something that is required of you on that journey and yeah. you're going to experience it, right? 
heartache, challenges, up and down, you know, like uh, defeats, all these things that they happen in the journey. But the person that is not prepared for that doesn't see it that way. Yeah. They, they get disappointed. They get a roadblock. Somebody tells them, you know what, this right here is not going to work. You know, you need to go back and do it again, or you might get fired. It could be any number of situations that occur, but they're all a part of that dynamic, that process that the person needs to go through in order to be able to achieve what they want. For some people, it might take a few months. And I'm just saying a few months, but that's actually not the case because Everything is a part of an emergence that's been occurring in many cases for years. Yeah. But when we start talking about people like, like you just mentioned, Tina Turner, um, Billy Joel, and others, and what they actually went through, what they actually went through is what makes their gift so rich in the world and mm-hmm. so powerful. So you could say in a sense that what they went through is what was required in the world for for them in order to make that impact. Yeah. Because now they're going to be touching lives for ages, right? Yeah. You know, somebody that is one years old today will have no idea who we're talking about. But by the time that they're 19, they will hear that name at least once. Yep. Right? And that's what these types of journeys do. Yeah. So... When we're working with our clients and we're giving them those tools that they need, if they follow those practices, those principles, they're going to change their lives. They're going to change their family's lives. And in a sense, they have created a legacy that will endure beyond them. But there is a cost to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people have to understand. It's kind of like the greater your dream, the more impactful it is the more is required of you to be able to bring that forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can just say, um, how do you get to be what somebody would call a savior or a great leader? You know, what is required to become, to fulfill that role? Most people when you read a little narrative here and there, you think, oh, that seems pretty cool. But all of those things that happen, threats to life, decisions that you have to make in angst, you know, a body riddled with guilt and anxiety because of all of the different things that you're required to contemplate, maybe even act on that most people never know exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And I can't get over the fact, like understanding that, the perceived failures, the obstacles, all of those things, that is normal. Like, don't think that something is wrong with you or that it's not possible to where you get depressed or you get anxious or you um, have suicidal thoughts because you're going through a normal thing. And I think that especially I've noticed in the last, like, say, 10, 15 years, maybe longer, but it's like the avoidance of pain has become almost manic to me. It's, it's like no one wants to feel any, you know, fear because we just want to make sure that everything is like fairy tale land and it's actually creating quite a monster, you know, like whenever Kent was little, um, one of the, um, his pediatrician said, let him play in the dirt. And, yeah. um, 
I was like, why? And I was going to anyway. I was looking forward to when he got old enough to make mud pies and stuff like that. Um, yeah. She said, because kids need dirt. It has bacteria in there. Um, it helps with their immune system. Like, you know, yeah. don't let them just eat, you know, dirt, but let him play in dirt. Let them get dirty, all of those things. Kids need that. If they're into sterile of an environment, it actually lowers their immune system. And oh. I'm like, okay. And that's exactly what we did. Well, it's the same thing today. This, everyone gets a trophy. No one can fail. We're going to pass you anyway. Like they're taking away the ability of a generation to fight for what is important and to have a real sense of accomplishment that's outside of everybody telling them how great they are. And quite frankly, I think it's created quite a narcissistic viewpoint as well. But we need those fights. Like you said, the fight will make the gift you bring to others rich. So what you're absolutely, that is just, oh my gosh. Again, listener, you have to listen to that again now. Um, and then once you do, go outside and observe and notice nature. Mm -hmm. Because what we're actually talking about is a principle. It's in every living system on the planet. Now, for the person that's not able to make that leap, that's unfortunate for them. Yeah. But all you have to do is watch any, anything in nature. It could be right there in your own um, neighborhood. You see two little birds. You know, they look like they're squabbling with each other. But what you might dismiss is the very thing that we're talking about, because in that exchange with those animals, they are fighting for the right to establish something that is perpetuated in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So you I got this natural landscape behind me. Um, you know, I'm really big into elk and stuff like that. So, you know what? We look up and those bulls come out there. and They're all beautiful. Well, guess what? The younger bulls that think they're ready to go, they bugle. But they sound kind of like the cows with their bugle, right? And then the big male comes out with that big old rack and he bugles. And once he does, he sends a message to everybody else that it is not your time yet. If you feel that you're ready, that your time is now, then you just jump on over here and get this ass whooping. That's <laughs> And that's what happens, right? Yeah. And guess what? He gets that spanking. He runs off. Nature says, you need two more years before you can come back and engage that. And when you do, and when you win that time, you have now earned the right to pass your gifts on to the world. Yeah. It is no different than the human animal. We meet different obstacles and challenges. They just look different because they're according to the world that we live in. But the process of establishing your legacy, your gift in the world is really the same. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is the same. And so when these people who have been told that, oh, you're just great and all of this kind of stuff, um, and then they get in a real world dynamic and they don't know how to handle that, then that's now on the parents. Mm -hmm. You see, losing at something is not failure. Right. Um, not succeeding initially in an endeavor is not failure. It's a learning event, right? Yeah. Failure is the word that is imposed on your mind that is really breaking you down in terms of your overall capabilities. Um, not learning. So guess what? You engage in something in it. Oh man, that didn't quite work out. Did you fail? No, you didn't. 
you learn that you need to go back and do something else. Yeah. And that's what you do. And this is what we're talking about in life. But for some people, depending on what your journey is, it may take 20 years. So when Tina Turner walks out of her relationship with 36 cents in her pocket, she was already rich. Yeah. You see, she was already famous. And I'm not talking about with her because of her husband. What I'm saying is the decision that she made was the turning point. Yep. That was the, you know, people can miss the significance of that move that she made, but that would be the very move and the thoughts leading up to that, that would change her life. Yeah. Right. But if she doesn't make that move, we'll never know. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when she made that move, the universe says, wonderful. Here's your testing. Yeah. The world is in front of you, but here's your testing. Now, tell me that this archetype doesn't exist in every piece of literature that we know of. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Every piece of literature. You know, and I like how you said that, that she was rich already. Um, and not only that, but I have noticed a pattern where... If you, if you step past fear mm -hmm. in your decision and you move toward that thing that you know you really want, which by the way, you better make sure you're going after what you want, not what other people think you should be going after. Exactly. Because then you for which sure won't be able problem. to handle. That, that, that's the problem right there. Yes. Because right? then you don't, you're not going to have the, the fortitude that's necessary for the testing, right? So the very thing that she might have feared, and of course I'm putting words in her mouth. She may not have feared at all, but just human nature in general would have feared losing the career for her freedom was more important, but any potential fear she might've had as far as her career was not realized. In fact, I know, um, just based on just the tremendous success she had, she probably had more success making that decision than she would have if she would have stayed in that abusive relationship. So the pattern I have seen is usually the area of greatest fear. If we will push past it, we will actually experience greater achievement than what we feared losing. Does that make sense? That is that what you just said is the acorn planted in the soul of men and women. And each one has a particular mission. I could, if I made it a biblical um, example, I would talk about the parable of the talent, right? Mm -hmm. Even in that example, there is an action that takes place, right? Yeah. There's an action. And what a lot of people don't realize is, is that the action is the release point. Okay. You see, and what I'm saying is in this case here, we can say that she risked in Tina Turner's case, what she put at risk, what she put at risk was something that was not real. Mm. When she walked out of that, out of that relationship, she stepped into what was real. And that was the decision point. That was the defining moment for her was to say, it's like, you know what? If I stay in this relationship, I am attaching myself to something that is not real. Yeah. 
This is, this is not real. There is no real joy in here. There's conflict, there's challenges. And all of those things that are happening to her in that relationships are signals that your journey is someplace else, but you're going to stay here until you recognize it. And once she recognized it and she made the move, the universe says, okay, now we support your decision because we know once you made that decision, you have established a pattern for taking on the fear, looking through it, doing what you need to do anyway, which is the definition of courage, right? Yeah. And over that process, she changed the lives of countless millions of people because when they heard that embodied, those embodied words that she's saying, they, each person that heard that, they felt it. Yeah. And there were many people that did just what she did after they found out who she was and what she did. Yeah. They embraced their own acorn that they were born with. And then they set out on a path to do whatever it was that they were meant to do contained within their individual dream, you could say. Right? And within the acorn is everything you need. Everything. And, and that's really important to understand that you are equipped to do what you were born to do. Exactly. It's just the development of skill. That's all it is. The development yes, of do. skill, the development of character in the process. You've got to be willing to put skin in the game. You've got to be willing to pay the price. Yes. 